I mean, you're rolling. Welcome back, fellow travelers. And fellow adventurers. Whoa, that's not Russell right there. That is Jackie Pruitt, my wife. What's up, everybody? She's here uh, hosting, co-hosting, sub-hosting for Russell this week. Russell is out with potential flu, maybe. It's not COVID, we know for sure. Russell, I, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. I hope you feel better, but thanks for the opportunity. I know. He was he was really bummed that he had to miss this week's episode. We're talking about his hero. We're talking about his hero? Yeah, not Russell's hero. His hero, <laughs> oh. the episode of Adventure Time. For a second, I was like, wait, is Billy Russell's hero? <laughs> and I, I had a moment. I, I had a moment. He, I think he would have been. I feel like if, if Russell had to speak in, and he didn't send me notes before this unless I'm d- missing them somewhere. But, he was um, supposed to. Yeah, he was. He said he was. So I'm, I'm just giving him the credit of he needs to sleep, he needs to rest. But I would have assumed that Russell's lovely would have been Billy for sure. I think so. I think when I saw Billy's like surfer hair when he was younger, Billy and like cool rad music dude, I was like, I could see Russell liking him. Yeah. I don't know who couldn't like Billy. Well, actually, I take that back. What do you mean? Um. I feel like when, if I were to step into Billy's cave when they did, I, am I getting too ahead? No, no, yeah, no, go, dude, you're, you're letting thoughts flow. Go for it. Okay. Um, thank you, Ned. So w- when I saw Billy's cave, I was immediately taken back because number one, I mean, it looked kind of stinky. Yeah, it did look stinky. Like Jake said earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Obvi- well, it obviously had some stink to it because the mini princess, Jake was like, man, she's been stepping in something stank. And he's like, no, wait. It's Billy. So Billy definitely has some sort of man, old man musk about him. Oh, definitely. And I see how he could be off-putting, but younger Billy looks pretty cool. Yeah. We do kind of get some later in the show context about Billy, you know, how he was kind of this adventurer of ooh before Finn was. You know, like, you know, we meet Billy's ex-girlfriend down the, the road. We We learn about Billy and the Lich which the Lich's first appearance in the show was in this episode. So I thought that was pretty incredible. Absolutely wild. Um, Ned and I were watching the <clears throat> Adventure Time together today and this episode. It was, yeah. it was wonderful. And I remember when I saw it, I was like, Ned, is that the Lich? Yeah. And I was like, yep, this first appearance, big, big time appearance. And I've got some fun facts about the Lich. But before we get too far into it, I think the audience does need to know a little bit about your relationship with Adventure Time. You know, we we go through the podcast. I'm the six times through the show expert, do my research. Russell's the noob, is getting it, you know, all for the first time, bringing his context in there. So, so give the audience a little bit of your relationship and history with Adventure Time. Oh, man. I would say it all began when we were in college and Ned said, hey, so I'm going to get a tattoo on my ankle and you have the choice between this snail and Jake the dog. It's like, that snail's pretty cool. I want to I learn more about that snail. And every time I'd go hang out, hang out at your house, it'd be on in the background. We did, and we did watch it a lot in college. We watched it so much. 
Um, so I've seen it through, oh gosh, like three or four times now. Um, and I the kind of spursed out though. Like you've definitely seen all the episodes, but it's it was like all you'd be like, oh, I'm I'm on season seven, then I'm I'm back on season two, and like jumping all over the place. Oh, entirely. It was super sporadic. Um, so it's neat to be going through it again and and actually in the in the appropriate order. So <laughs> yeah, the the real order, taking it slow, digesting things, picking out all the little tidbits in the show. So I'm glad that this is your first episode. I feel like this is a good. You haven't been on the podcast yet. You will be on the podcast more, but this is a, a good and a lot of meat to digest in this one. So in in general, though, like give me your your high level. How did this make you feel? Like, what what did you get feeling wise from this episode? Like, art wise, do you like the story? Do you like the characters? Like, give me a little high up from above view. Oh man, up from above view. Well, I'll start real quick. I with the beginning of the episode actually, when I saw Mini Queen, I was like, oh, I'm gonna like this episode because I like little tiny things, and <laughs> she's like, I'm Mini Queen or whatever. Yeah, no, like, like inaudible. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that's what she was saying, but actually I have no idea. Um, so I, I, I just think that it's, you know, adventure and, you know, wild behavior and fun, crazy child childlike things are Jake and Ben's MO. So for that to kind of be questioned with someone that they so obviously look up to and to be like, you know, Vi- or not necessarily violence, but like <clears throat> if I want to punch somebody in the face to help somebody who's in trouble, like that's so much at their core to have someone who they look up to so much. They were obviously fangirling over Billy. So for Billy to be like, no, no more of this fighting monsters. And for Finn and Jake just to be like, well, let's pursue a new way of life. Yeah. And, and- they dropped it. They They seemed to drop it pretty quick, but... In essence, they couldn't. Like, because even their non-violent approach, they were like, we can't be violent, but we can make everybody else violent. Did you kind of notice that? That like... Oh, definitely. They were trying to make everybody else the fighters while they were like the pacifists. So I thought it was like, you're not really even kind of following Billy's direction of violence is not the answer. It was just like, violence was still the answer, but let's hand other people the swords and the knives (laughs) and the laser beam eyeballs and stuff like that. Totally, totally. And I think when they hear a new idea or something that's different, they get so excited. Mm -hmm. Just like a kid would be like, this is something new for me to try, even if it lasts for one day or in this case, weeks. Yeah, we we did. We didn't really get how long it take them. It took them to set up shop at the the gruel station. I did see it. You notice they had a little F and J sign above their gruel station. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they had like there was like a little like storefront sign above where they were serving up all the gruel, and then that guy comes back and he's like, "I, I don't know," and I was bewitched and it took me three days to outrun the dragon, and, and <laughs> so it's been weeks, and we we're like, "What? That doesn't." So maybe I don't know. Maybe they had to get some city permits and and to set up a a temporary gruel stand for these peasants. I don't know, but I felt bad for that mountain man. He went through it though. Yeah. <laughs> He looked a little singed and burned. A little singed. Yeah, the the guy that was like, oh, my stomach's on fire. Yeah, who had to go to the dermatologist. Um, oh, oh, the cobbler. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was my, I would <laughs> say he was my almost lovely of the episode. Interesting. But, yeah. Why I, is I, that? 
Because he was just like, dude, he was uh, just chilling in his uh, little kingdom, little town, whatever, peasant town, I guess maybe would be how we would classify this one. Be peasant, yeah. peasant Kind city. of medieval. Yeah. It gave me some medieval vibes. But he's just doing his job. He's like, I'm a cobbler. Like, don't touch my store. You're watching my storefront while I go to the dermatologist. Like, he's like living a normal life and Finn and Jake are messing it up, you know, except for save, like, they didn't save him from the dragon, but... You know, I was like, this poor guy just trying to do his thing and getting laser beamed by by LSP. Like I know. So he was almost my lovely just because I was like, this poor old man just trying to cobble things. That's true. He did he did have some like seemed like he had some sweet sweet qualities. Um I did feel sorry for him when he started getting that nasty stuff all over him after he ate the gruel. <laughs> and that definitely played on my tripophobia. I don't know if anyone out there um has that as well, but any sort of dots or circular yeah, shapes like altogether. patterns. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, not to talk about that, though, because you know, it's all nasty. Because you're just going to start getting to yeah. stuff. <laughs> I'm going to get real in my head about it, so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I, 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 really, I really did like this episode a lot. Um, and one thing I actually wrote down, let me see if I can find it, a quote that, Jake said that really resonated with me. Yes, yeah, so this segment we like to call the tops. The top, what, what oh, were your tops of the episodes okay. in terms of like quotes, favorite parts? So this is Jackie's tops right here. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Ned. Thanks for keeping me on track too. First episode here. So yeah. appreciate it. Um, so from from Jake the dog, sucking at something is the first step to being sort of good at something. Yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. And I was like, you know what, Jake, you're right. I know. I have. I have actually a quote in my phone um, that, uh, you know, I sometimes write down quotes that are inspiring or if I'm ever having a down day, I kind of like like to reference. And there was one, it was like, the master has failed more times than the beginner has ever tried. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like this cool thing. Like, you, you got to start at something and suck at it for a long time uh, in order to become a master at it. So I don't know. I don't think they wanted to really become masters at being a pacifist but <laughs> you know they were trying their best yeah and everybody starts somewhere and you know if you suck at it and maybe things aren't going your way try something else and et cetera, et cetera. yeah yeah we'll reiterate that point we're gonna do lessons at the very end so kind of okay. our, our overarching lessons of the show so that's jackie's uh little little preface and preview into her lessons of the show but i want to hit you with some fast facts lay it on me because i did a little bit of digging on this one as well. So I didn't know Eddie's if you caught it. Eddie's factoid. <laughs> he, he, this, that's, Russell's, that's Russell's line, Michael. He's not <laughs> here. Someone's got to say it. Yeah, you, you definitely got to throw that in there. Um, did you notice that Billy's voice it was voiced by Lou Ferrigno? No. Who was the Incredible Hulk in the, the first, you know, DC Hulk show in the 80s, I think, in the in mid-80s. Um, but you would know him when we watch, every time we watch I Love You, Man, Lou Ferrigno is that the guy's, you know, he's selling Lou Ferrigno's house. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such an appropriate choice for Billy's character because Billy's, uh, you know, like a pacifist in this episode. And he's uh, a huge adventure warrior, ultimate beast like Lou Ferrigno is because he's huge. But apparently in real life, like Lou Ferrigno is a sweet, kind, like gentle man. So I was like, man, I think they really put some thought into casting the voice actor for this one. So I was like, that's that's awesome. And he continues to play it through the show. So really get great celebrity like voice in this one. We're gonna we go over 
you know, if we can find a celebrity in the episodes, like we like to want to point it out for everybody. Um, we talked about first appearance, the Lich. That's a big one. That's they kind of snuck that in right before the end of season one that there was going to be this overarching antagonist in the show. Super cool, fun fact. Um, also, with the Lich, Billy is shown beating up the Lich in really quickly in like the Billy song, right? Mm-hmm. And he's wearing this gauntlet, which in a later episode, Mortal Folly they mention that this gauntlet is the only way to hurt the Lich. So, obviously, Billy, you know, defeated the Lich as per the song. But also, in this flashback, where they flash really quickly to the Lich, he does still have both his horns. And if you remember, like, he always has one horn cut off. And um, so this is kind of saying that presumably, Billy defeating the Lich was the the reason the the Lich always has a, like, cut-off horn later in the show, you know? So I thought that was a really cool, like, kind of canonical thing that Billy knocked the horns off the Lich. Um, so that was really cool. And then last fact, because this one is a little bit girthy, is that you, you see every time Billy called his sword, he was like, no thung, and he like, yeah. said a word. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, that seems like they have to be referencing something. And they were. It's Nathung, and I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. This is my first time. Is from an old opera written by Wagner, um, and it was Sigmund and Siegfried's sword in the opera Ring of the Nebulung. Oh, my goodness. And it's like from the 1800s. Apparently, this opera was very similar storyline to Lord of the Rings. It was Mm. like a 16-hour-long opera was super, like, people, it didn't sound like it was very creative in that sense, but the sword in that was Siegfried and Sigmund's sword in that opera was called Nothung, and Sigmund got the sword by pulling it out of a tree where essentially, like, his illegitimate father or something like that had stuck it, and you can only pull it out if you are the appointed one. Um... And I thought that was really cool. So when they find Billy's sword, you know, sticking outside the mountain and Jake and Finn pull it together and it opens up Billy's crack. Uh-huh. And they're like the legendary Billy's crack. It was kind of, I think, the writers alluding to like Finn and Jake being the next like chosen ones. They were the ones that were able to open like Billy's cavern. I'm not you know? gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, I have chills in my arms right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good story. I'm serious. Like at the beginning there when you're talking about the opera and stuff. I was like, oh, 16-hour-long opera. Like, where's this, you know, where's this going? Yeah. Sword significance. And boom, bam. Deadline. Knocked it out of the park. Boom, bam, in the ham can. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, that's super fascinating. And I think, I just think it's so cool. And, dude, props to you for diving so deep into this with these fast facts, fun fast facts, because I feel like I've learned so much. And it even makes me appreciate the writers of the show that much more. Yeah. When you really look into if there's any cultural references or any like weird, they say a weird line, there's weird phrases somewhere. They're they're really pulling this out of historical, creative Dungeons and Dragons, whatever it might be there. There's always like a reason I feel like behind Adventure Time writing, you know? Definitely. And, And it's not only adding, you know, more depth, to the characters themselves and the storyline, but just to the show as as a whole and how it's it's 
I feel like brought up even in conversations I'll have with people that don't know that much about it but they've been like man I hear that show is pretty deep though for a cartoon and yeah it's yeah yeah and you've you've gotten to those later episodes and you you do understand that like not even just like the the deep writing or anything like that but the the life lessons and the stuff goes really deep later on too so I know that you have that you I'm, I'm glad that you're looking through season one with us through the lens of knowing hey, there's something deeper in this show. It's not just 11 minutes of like spazzy princesses and, and weird old cobblers, you know? Totally. It's not just beating monster butts and yeah. feeding hungry guts. And <laughs> feeding hungry guts and beating <laughs> monster butts. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, I had one question for you, like, like a little deep question. All right. Um, have you ever had somebody that you've like looked up to as a hero? Like... Finn and Jake look up to Billy. And when you're like, I aspire to be like you one day, you know, and, and like somebody who, if they told you you were doing it wrong, it might, you know, bum you out. Like it kind of, like it kind of did them, you know? Oh my gosh. I know. I dropped, dropped an atom bomb question on you. <laughs> you really did drop a bomb on me. Oh my gosh. Um, this is, this is a tough one. And we can come back to that. I, I can can let you, we? I can let you sit on that. We can open that up in, at the end of the podcast and see if you can can dig deep and kind of find That'd be great. There. On the break, I feel like I might have to make a list, do some brainstorming. We'll take a walk around the around the block. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll come take up a, with take it Take a few laps, Jackie. Man, okay. Well, can I throw it back at you and yeah. ask you who is is your hero? I don't know. I've always, I, I feel like I've always just had friends in all phases of life where you kind of have that one friend that you're like, man, they, they're awesome. Like I want to be them. I, I remember in preschool, we had always had friends and we would like, I would always want to be this guy and this guy would always want to be, and we all just like would change names when we went to the library. And so, cause we all <laughs> wanted to be each other. So we were like each other's heroes. And I thought that was really funny. Um, but, and then, yeah, I think every phase of life, you kind of have like some person or some friend or some, you know, person a grade ahead of you or two grades ahead of you where you're like, man, they're just awesome. Like, I hope in two years I'm that cool when I'm a freshman in high school or something like that, you know? Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Um, and, you know, it makes, it does make me think of uh, of a of a friend that I have now who just like is such a person of integrity. And I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard her, you know, speak a bad word about somebody. Um, and she just goes about her daily life and, you know, so well and encourages people and, and loves people and um, for where they're at in their life. And I just, I admire that. And it, it really encourages me every time I speak with her to be the best version of myself. I walk away and go, wow, you know, how, how can I approach, you know, a conversation, you know, the way that she did? Or how can I take a negative situation and and put a positive spin on it. So I think you're right. It's a seasonal thing, but it, it's it's cool to think about those things when you're you're walking in them and who who's with you, whether family, friends, loved ones, and yeah. maybe it's a a celebrity. Or Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> from a from a truly godlike perspective. I'm like, that's that's Gordon Ramsay for me. I wish I could be him. 
the bass is raw. I'm not the even going to try. The bass is effing raw. Yeah. I hear that about five times a week, folks. No, five times a day. What am oh, I saying? A yeah. Week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Gordon Ramsay's my Billy. Shout out to Gordon Ramsay. You want to come on the podcast? Come down to Nashville. We'll get you on here. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your, your feels on Adventure Time, man. But that that is probably a good segue into a quick break here. I'm going to let Jackie take a breather. First time podcasting. You good? You taking taking your breathers? I'm good. Um, I might need to get myself a beer though. Get yourself a My beer. My hands are a little shaky. Crack a cold one. <laughs> Crack a cold one. This ad is for all of those who live down in the peasant kingdom. Come on down to Crazy Cameron's Crazy Magic Cobbler Shopping Emporium. We have cobbles and shoes that will blow your mind. The secret? We use magic nails. You want weapon shoes, flying shoes, gun shoes, roller skates, skate rollers, and even normal shoes. We have them all at the cobble shop. So come on down and get yourself 12 pair today. Only schmeckles a pop. Adventure time. Ned and Jack, you're back. We're going to think some songs <laughs> about Ian and Jake. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough. We, that's all we got. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't know how it was going to come out. I just went for it. Hey, sometimes intros, you just got to roll with the flow. That's what I'm saying, man. That's how you got to approach life. Got to approach life. Am I right or am I right? with the punches, man. Well, I wanted to lead into, uh, got some notes from Russell over the break. He sent me a text and had a couple of points on this episode. And I wanted to share them with you guys, make sure that Russell's presence is still felt today, even though we miss him. Yeah. Um, he he did mention his first note was um, Billy's kind of like nihilistic attitude towards heroism plays into my theory from, a, you know, the last couple of weeks about how the Adventure Time writers are like throwing in jerks to balance out uh, the the Adventure Time universe that, you know, Magic Man was a jerk. And, um, oh, not, not Billy. Wow. Donnie, Donnie was a jerk as well that, um, and, and not that Billy's a jerk, but this like nihilistic attitude is kind of like doing this balance thing in the adventure time universe where kind of for the heroic and the evil versus good and the fighting the dragons that there's this like balance of dude, Billy's like super nihilistic. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, love that he brings that up because that's coming into my next point, but I want to get through his, his points first too. He also uh, had the same exact quote as Jackie, that sucking at something is the first step to being good at something. So hey. you and Russell are on the, on the same like wavelength right there. I love it. Rusty, what's up? <laughs> he hates when I call him Rusty. Yeah. I'm sorry, Russell. Jackie was the one that gave <laughs> him sorry. the name Rusty too, and he hates it. I'm sorry. Um, and then Russell's last thought on the episode was like, Billy has a legitimate hole in his chest. Um which also reminded me of Ice King when Ricario comes out of Ice King's like <laughs> like chest and he just shoves him back in there and his chest grows around Ricario. Um, but he says, I wonder if something happened to him that left him in this state of nihilism. And it is. It is, Russell. And I will not spoiler drop, but uh, kind of how we talked about Billy's battle with the Lich. Um, my theoretically speaking, theoretically speaking of the episode is that the Lich... Uh, lost his horn in that fight with Billy and the the thorn impaled oh. Billy's heart and left that hole there. And ever since the battle with the Lich, um, like Billy's been empty inside. Em- em- mm. Like the, the lack of, of 
motivation to go out and be a hero left after Billy got impaled by the lich. And that's my that's my good theoretically speaking building off of Russell's point. Definitely. You know? And and Billy refers to it in the episode as a void. Yeah. You know, that his void is being filled. Watch it. Yeah. Like come come witness. Come witness. <laughs> observe. This. Like not only, you know, is this literal, it's also metaphorical. Yeah. It was it wasn't just metaphorical, but he was like, yeah, literally yeah. there's this <laughs> yeah. void. And it was so gross. Like it was like the sinews in his body is oh, what created it. his heart, which was super weird as well. I that, loved it and I hated it. I I couldn't look away. <laughs> That's why you watch horror movies with me, right? Well, yes. Sometimes I have to look away though. <laughs> sometimes I most of the time you have look to look my ears. Away. Um well going into that, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this because because I actually watched it twice today, kind of in preparation for the podcast. And the first time I thought I was like, yeah, Billy's got this, you know, Zen Buddhist mentality now. He's an old man. He's served his nickel in the adventuring world. He's He sees the full circle that no matter how many times you beat monsters, there's always more monsters. Mm -hmm. But then his advice to Finn and Jake is go out and do something good in the community instead. If you want it, don't, don't be violent. Be Do something good. And I thought that was totally contradictory to Billy's theory. Because Billy truly, like Russell mentioned, is nihilistic. Mm -hmm. That no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. You know? The monsters are going to keep coming. So why in the world would going and just doing something good in the community, all of a sudden, like, Billy's encouraging that. If, if he's got this sense of nihilism that bad things are going to keep happening, then, like, why in the world would he be like, yeah, go out and, like, serve gruel to the people. Don't do violent things. Because in his essence, his nihilism would have made him think that, you know, you should go just be a hermit in a cave like him because he mm -hmm. just does nothing matters. But he doesn't encourage Finn and Jake to just, you know, go off and be hermits. So I thought that was like really contradictory for him to send them on this do good in the community mission when he doesn't even believe in doing anything himself, you know? I completely agree with you. And part of me wonders, you know, was he just trying to get rid of them? Mm. because he mentions later in the episode when Finn and Jake return, he says, oh, are you like a, a door salesman? What he says, he don't sell me anything. Don't sell me anything. So it's obvious that, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was really tickled at that because um, he obviously has a lot of people coming to his cave to yeah. sell him something. And it was, I, I noticed that it was um, right after they mentioned, you know, don't listen to old people was the advice <laughs> from the old person. Was it from the old lady? Yes. Um, is that they they threw that line in there of like, I don't want to buy anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. As like an old person sitting at the door, like with <laughs> anybody knocking at their door. So it was like, it was, you know, touting the fact that Billy is this old man now. Exactly. Um, and I I do think like he, he was just over them. He's like, kind of like, leave me be. Like, here's my piece, but sure. Go to good in your community. Like, I don't really care. And at the end, mm -hmm. you know, it's all good. Um, his void is filled and <laughs> Ben and Jake, ciao. Yeah, know? they restore his like faith in humanity. Precisely. You know, I and I thought it was weird too that, you know, like the th thing that restored his faith in humanity was like, we saved this old lady and he here she is, she's okay. <laughs> like, because we brought her with us. And I was like, that also seemed just like, oh, again, if Billy was like, 
you know, truly nihilistic, he'd be like, well, what happens when you leave? And this old lady goes back home and then she'll be dead tomorrow, you know? Well, he liked that old lady. He did. He liked that old, <laughs> I she, think he had an ulterior motive. When she gets up on his shoulder and she's like, <laughs> shoes and boots and shoes. She says yeah. something funny while she's patting on his shoulder. Because Jake and Finn, you know, climb on top of him and so does the old lady and he shrugs both of them off and the old lady stays yeah. on his shoulder. You know, and I was like, interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that was funny. Um, but I loved how Jake, you know, she was just dancing on his booty or whatever in the cave. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, Jake was <laughs> dancing on her face and his like feet were like rubbing her cheekbones around. So weird. Like, oh, it was like, I love that part. She's just like smiling away. And she's just like, <laughs> I have a crazy old lady. Billy's like, I'm old as well. I'm looking for a companion who likes the moonwalk. Yeah, I want to know if she like stuck around with Billy in the cave after that. <laughs> did, mean, she, did she leave the cave with Finn and Jake? Did we, did we watch that? Or I don't think she does. I think she stays on his shoulder. Oh yeah, Billy got himself a new girlfriend at the oh, end of totally. this. Oh, <laughs> totally. He was like super into her. <laughs> oh man. We, I know. We, that's, that's canon right there. I know. Um, <laughs> it's really too good. Um, and I'm, yeah, but. I'm trying to think. I feel like I had another um, point with that, but it might be flying in the wind right now. I know. Well, I mean, it's just, I, I thought that that was just a good point to bring up that, you know, like nihilism is terrible. It's like a terrible state of being. And I feel like it's it's like this inevitable, you become old and and either nothing matters or you hate everybody and I, I served my time and and you don't want to contribute to society anymore. And that's like a, it's a bummer. And it kind of makes me like be self-reflective and be like, I don't want to be, I don't want to, you know, be that old man sitting on my hordes of gold mm. and just be like, yeah, society's still going to suck no matter what I do. So I'm just going to, you know, crawl away into my, my home and my cabin in the woods and be an old man. Yeah. And like sit with the remnants of my past, you know, and just like surrounded by all of his old victories and mm -hmm. successes and just sit by himself in a cave. Yeah. And, and yeah, if Billy was going to contribute to the society, he would have gone and given his gold away. And heck yeah. You know, he would have done good in his community. The, yeah. And that's what I was saying. That's why I was like, dude, this guy's just a load of hooey, you know? <laughs> He's a load of hooey. But <laughs> I don't know, man. The, the, the last kind of point that I noticed in this episode is that it's super like, hard to suppress what you're good at. And and this is goes into my lesson of the episode mm. is that like society's going to tell you like you need to do this. You need to, you know, go be a doctor. That's a good thing to do. Go like I don't know. Like this this is the definition of what good people do in the world and this is how to do it. This is the rule book on how to do it. And a lot of the times that doesn't like cater to what you're good at and cater to how you use your talents out in the world. And I was like, it's, yeah, like this is a, if there's a lesson from the episode, it's like, don't let society or the world or your heroes or old people tell you that the way that you're serving society is incorrect, you know? Totally. And, and your contributions um, to making the world a better place are just because they're done in a way that they don't agree with doesn't mean that they're wrong, you know? Um, cause you know, we could go like, you know, me and Jackie and E. Russell are all like in music industry and that's where our passions are at and everything like that. And having, you know, maintaining relationships and being a light in that industry is a huge way. I see us kind of serving society in a standard, you know, besides volunteering and being helpful and stuff. But like, you know, that's our, that we're flexing our strengths in that way. 
you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, you can't allow um, society or, you know, even mentors or, you know, sometimes sometimes family as well. It's like they want to sort of define those swim lanes and mm. they want to put you in a box in a way. And it, and it might not look like a box, right? You can yeah. see outside the box and, you know, you might not be able to tell that the square shape and you're inside. But like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, thank you. Ned reminded me I need to be closer to the mic. Small side tangent. <laughs> I'm back, ready to go. But all that to say is, you know, what you're truly good at and where you shine, you know, there are going to be so many people around you that are going to affirm that. And, you know, dude, like, don't let anybody stop you. Yeah. Go well, for I mean, it, man. You don't even need the affirmation. The proof's in the pudding, I think, you know, like. The proof is in the pudding. The proof's in the pudding. I've never heard you say that, and I love it. You've never heard proof's in the pudding? No, no, no. I've never heard you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll start saying it more often uh, if you like it. Sure. No, but I mean, the, I said proof's in the pudding because, you know, <laughs> Finn, obviously his best contribution to society is like saving old people from monsters and beating up bad guys. And and it show, everything that good that happens in the episode is when he's flexing his strengths and everything that bad that happens in the episode is when he's being told to fit this mold. Mm. And he's even trying to add his own flavor to that. You know, he's trying yeah. to... Uh, you know, make these other people safer because they can be adventurers. And it just doesn't like, that's outside of their mold. That's not what they want to be either. So I was like, man, just, yeah. Like the lesson is just like flex your strengths. Go go kick the world's ass with how you do it, you know, with, with what encourages you and what you're good at. Yeah, you do you, boo. You do you, boo. You do it to the best. You do it to the best, man. <laughs> All right, I well, love it. So we do a segment every time. It's one of our favorite segments. It's called Lovelies. Give me some sugar, baby. And I want to know who your lovely of the episode was. Oh, man. Um, it's pretty easy. I feel like you could guess it right away. Ooh, well, you're going to say Mini Princess? Or mini, the Mini Queen? Yeah, I was going to say not Mini Princess, not mini but princess. Mini Queen. Was, which again, there's a, obviously a mini kingdom, but they don't have a princess. And all these other kingdoms have princesses. So and so, what makes you a queen? Unless she's married. Yeah. I don't know. So tr- I don't, yeah. And if she's I don't married, know. she's hitting on Finn. She's cheating on her mini <laughs> husband. That's one thing I liked when she was wrote on his hand and she's like, call me. <laughs> XOXO, call me. Um, but I'm a sucker for tiny things. So I feel like if Mini Queen wasn't in the episode... Um. Ah, yeah, you man, got. You can have an honorable shoot, mention. Lovely, an too. honorable mention. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's the grandma. Yep, that was my lovely. My okay. lovely was the my, my lovely was the old lady. Tell me more about that, Ned. I don't know. I just thought so she was like like she just got almost eaten by this monster, and she pops down, and she's like, "I'm an old lady. <laughs> don't listen to me." And all this blah blah blah. And she's like super hyper talking, and she's like just happy to be hanging out with Finn and Jake. And I was like, "You're the." You're the cool one in this episode. You're you're cool. And she's like, I was born to be an old lady. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's awesome. I love it. Just an easy lovely for me for this episode, for sure. Yeah, definitely somebody who's being true to themselves and doing what they love, which <laughs> yeah. is dancing and and being old. And yeah, telling people not to listen to old people. <laughs> which is herself anyway. So <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'd like my note was she just seems batshit crazy and I love it. Oh my god! <laughs> that was my verbatim she really note. Does. I know. Oh my god! Well, I've, I've given you my lessons, and I maybe you you just echo those. Is there anything else that you pulled out that was meaningful, or or that you grasped and, and got a good hold on in this episode, mm. or or some more tops? Like, give me like any anything else that just like was your 
this is you hated the fact that the guy was spewing fire out of his belly button. I hated that. That was your least top. I also episode. didn't like it really grossed me out when they were falling from the tree. What's that guy's name again? He came back, the blob dude. The blob dude. He was from all the like tree. nasty. When, and the mini queen, he had mini queen, the monster guy. Is oh, there a the, name um, for him? He was the the swamp giant. Swamp giant. Yeah. Um he had like backward knees and like mushrooms growing off his shoulders. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Like a like a like a, almost like a bird skull Ugh. over his head as like a hat. Honestly, I don't even know why I brought him up. I'm regret- <laughs> yeah. I've instantly regretted it. <laughs> yeah. No no more lessons for Jackie. Just gropes swamp people. <laughs> I don't know. I just I want to be I want to have that like childlike spaz spunk that like um Finn, Finn has. He's so excited. Yeah. And he's so willing to help. And what's this? The right fit, the, the fist of righteous I anger. I want everyone to know that right now, Ned is looking me in the eyes and has his fist, fist in the of, air. The fist of righteous anger. That was my tops of the episode, was Finn's like, oh no, it's a fist of righteous anger. He's like, I can't stop my body from doing what it loves and it's good at. I know. Well, I like that. Like, again, I think that that is overarching about mm. the whole show is that. Like Finn and the whole show inspires you to have this like childlike sense of wonder and excitement about the world that we tend to lose as adults. And I love that. That's 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 like how every episode makes me feel. Heck yeah. And it's encouraging too, because like I just feel that I can walk out the front door right now, walk down the steps, or just go, Hello world, and there's just so much to discover. And there's so much to discover and <laughs> punch in the face. Yeah. Who am I gonna punch in the face tomorrow? It's yeah. gonna be no one. With a fist of righteous anger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to this very special edition of Never Ending <laughs> Adventure. Again, I'm Ned. And I'm Jackie. And Russell is somewhere out there sending us his love. And we loved you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Yo, 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 it's Jackie P on the tracks. Just kidding. It's Jackie. Hey, how's everybody doing? Thanks for joining us today. It was so much fun. The podcast today was co-hosted by Ned Pruitt and myself, Jackie Pruitt, and mix-engineered by Michael Hitchcock. We love you, Russell. Oh, we love you, Russell. Rusty. I mean, Rusty. (laughs)